Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Good morning. Happy Monday. Welcome into the show. Bill Ryder with you. It is great to be back on the air. I missed you. I miss Tom. I still miss Andrew Bogish because he's filling in for D.A., Right now, already did it. Did a hell of a job, I think. I didn't listen, but it's it's bogus, so I know, I know that he did. You can still follow him on Twitter at Andrew Bogus. Great Caserta's gonna fill in, pop by, give us some headlines. Bottom of the hour, D Cell at D Cell CBS Sports Writer Sports R E I T E R. A lot has been percolating and happening since I went on my vacation with my kids, and my wife, and a lot happened over the weekend. And Joe Theismann. I'm not making this up. Diesel can can confirm this. This is not Bill Ryder making some crap up on CBS Sports Radio. Joe Theismann is so excited to be on the show an hour from now and talk some quarterbacks, maybe some Russell Wilson dysfunction, that he wants his hit, his time on the show, it's normally 12 minutes, to be an hour. Who am I to tell Joe Theismann, no, I guess I'm the host. I'm not sure we're going to do an hour, but I'm really excited that he's excited. We'll get into buy or sell next hour. We will try to talk about the MLB pitch clock. And this is exciting because Tommy's usually, what's the word I'm looking for? Not enthusiastic about some of these things. <laughs> you love the pitch clock. I think this is great. I can't wait to talk, uh, talk you, about it. You lit up this morning when I, when I brought it up. Um, we will get into, and I know that, that this was talked about a lot last week, but the absolute farce that is Alabama's basketball program and the continued theme that seems to find its way through sports, and certainly my career talking about and writing about sports, in which obvious, easy, moral decision-making is just thrown aside for talent. And it's too bad that Nate Oates is at the center of this, because I like the guy, but shame on him and shame on that program, and we'll catch you up. I know that you've heard about um, the shooting and the young woman who has died, and the alleged connection that there is to that act of violence and evil to Alabama's basketball program, and not just its program, not just a now former player, but one of the most important players in the country if you assess him based on NBA talent. Projected number three overall pick. We'll get it, Brandon Miller. We'll get it all those things uh, in a little bit later in the show. And uh, I know I know a bunch of NBA stuff happened. I know Quinn Snyder, who I covered way back when I was in college, and he was at the University of Missouri. Um, is now the head coach in Atlanta. We'll get into that story. Dame went off for 71. We got a bunch of stuff. But let's start here with the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears, and they're nincompoops, okay? They're, they're idiots. My Bears are idiots. Even they 
can't screw this up. All they have to do is trade the number one overall pick to set the foundation for the future. That's it. They leak it to some reporters here or there. If you want to come on this show and be like, oh, no, we're definitely thinking, look in that direction. But you, you just tell a couple other GMs, and there will be, beyond a doubt, an absolute bidding war. The Bears have to move on from the number one pick. And it sounds like they get it. It sounds like they've already floated this because Adam Schefter, the NFL news-breaking guru over at the, I can't remember their name, but the, the folks up in Bristol uh, had that story. That's the news. And it makes all the sense in the world. There's another outcome here, right? You could, in theory, trade Justin Fields, move on from him, and draft Bryce Young. But those are the two options. You either retain Justin Fields, who is a unique and athletic and interesting quarterback, but not the typical kind, and there's certainly injury concerns. You can either trade that guy or, having seen the statistical excellence that you got from the dude this past season, this is what they should do, and this is what I think they will do, You hold on to Fields. You say no thank you to Bryce Young. You understand that Young might be a sensation or not. We'll find out. And you trade him to someone else. Here are the facts. Here are the teams in the top ten who require a quarterback who I promise you are chomping at the bit to draft Bryce Young. And let's start with the number two overall pick from the Texans. Had Lovey Smith back when he was coaching, maybe knowing he was going to get fired, not gone for two and won a game that he shouldn't have, the Texans would be in this position. This is, manna from heaven is weird, like bread's going to fall from the earth, like, and you're going to eat that, like it's fall from the, this is what it is. This is found money. This is walking through Colorado 100 years ago and tripping over a huge thing of gold. Even the Bears shouldn't be able to screw this up. The Texans need that quarterback at two. The Colts, who pick at four, are desperate for a quarterback. The Raiders, who pick at seven, remember, don't have Derek Carr, are desperate for a quarterback. The Falcons, who pick at eight, have been desperate for a quarterback since Matt Ryan got a little bit older and they shipped him out. The Panthers, who pick at nine, and are actually a pretty interesting, I think, football team on paper, are desperate for a quarterback. That is one, two, three, four, five teams that will give a bevy of picks to the Chicago Bears in order to go and get the quarterback that they want. One of the realities in the National Football League is that you you can you are better positioned to win a Super Bowl if you can have a quarterback of some flair and excellence and substance and ability if they're still under their rookie deal. In fact, we'll talk to Clark Hunt about this. There's my name drop. Clark Hunt is coming on the show Wednesday. Thank you to Tom for booking him. Uh, thank you to Ryan Petkoff, who works with one of the VPs at, at Hunt Sports for making that happen. I know Clark from way back in the day, and we would have had him last week, but I was on vacation, so I'm really excited. The, this is something that the Chiefs understood. Part of the reason they drafted Mahomes when they did, and they went up and they got him at 10 or 12, whatever the hell it was. Uh, I think it was 10. I think Watson went 12. By the way, Bears chose Mitchell Trubisky in that draft before those two guys. When I tell you the Bears have an easy solution here, it's to just trade the number one pick and get a whole bunch of picks and a bunch of talent and a bunch of young guys. You already have a quarterback who's on a rookie deal and you can build around him and you're not in cap hell. When I tell you even the Bears can't screw this up, that's not me being funny or it's not a youth. I'm serious. It's like the only thing the Bears aren't able to screw up. You just trade the pick. You already have a quarterback. It's pretty simple. And the Chiefs understand this with Mahomes, that they obviously had a home run, and so have several other teams. You have in fields a quarterback who's not just really promising and interesting. And I know that there can be a debate about who's going to be better, Bryce Young or Justin Fields. I just don't think it's a debate for the Chicago Bears. They have Fields. 
They've assessed him. They can, they've seen what he can do when he's given the opportunity to operate in an offense that is, you know, adjusted for his skills. They know that he can move the football, and they therefore understand they have a guy who is going to be successful over the course of his career in the NFL if he stays healthy. That's what you go with. You, you absolutely go with known goods and a known quantity in Justin Fields. Maybe Bryce Young is going to be sensational. Maybe he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Maybe he's going to be a superstar. But the reality is, if you go through the history of the National Football League, that a huge number of guys, you can break this down however you want, who are drafted number one overall, who are the first quarterback taken in an NFL draft, which can obviously not be the number one pick, or guys who are taken in the top three, a huge percentage of those dudes fail year after year after year after year. Maybe Bryce Young is the next big thing. I don't know. It's not the Bears' problem. It's not their concern. Their opportunity is the promise of Bryce Young. They've got something they know in Justin Fields, and you have to seize it, and you have to take it, and you have to get as many picks as you can. And the reality is, and this is just, this is economics meets the desperation of the National Football League. When there is a scarcity of supply of something, and an excessive demand of something. My dad taught me this when I was younger, when I was selling baseball cards out of my garage. B&B Enterprises, because my brother's name is Bob. We even, got, we even got cards made up, little business cards. Remember those things? We would have all these Bo Jackson rookie cards we would sell. And you know, we'd have like 20 of them. You know what we'd do? We would take one of them and put it in our little glass case for our neighborhood kids. Be like, this is the last one. Did I lie to, did I lie to nine-year-olds? Yes. Was I a nine-year-old? I was. And drive up the price. The Bears don't have to lie. There's only one Bryce Young in this draft. There's only one guy in this draft, right or wrong, and it could be wrong because groupthink always takes hold, especially in sports, especially with GMs. There's only one quarterback in this draft that is considered a a near sure thing. It's Bryce Young. Only one team can have him. And the Bears being at number one. And the Bears having the opportunity and the flexibility to not have to take that QB because they have one from a few years ago means that the scarcity of that pick, and the Texans, and the Colts, and the Raiders, and the Falcons, and the Panthers all craving this guy. And those are the guys we know. Those are the teams we, we know would be interested. Remember, when, I'm going to use the Chiefs again as an example, and not just not just because Clark Hunt, the owner of the Chiefs who won the Super Bowl a few weeks ago, is going to be on the show on Wednesday because we're awesome. Not just, not just to plug that. When the Chiefs went up and got Patrick Mahomes at 10 in that draft, they had Alex Smith. Alex Smith had already taken them to postseason success, the kind they hadn't tasted in a generation. They just saw in Mahomes something they thought could be the future. So I'm giving you five teams that are in dire straits as it relates to the quarterback position. You never know in the National Football League if another team's going to make a move. This is a decision even my Chicago... I don't know if I should say my Chicago Bears. I hate them so much, right? I just, like, I love most of my family, but do you ever, like, do you have, like, a cousin... Or an uncle, I don't know any siblings like this, but an uncle maybe who you just want to like, but after years and years and years, you're just like, I hate this person. Like, this person sucks. Yeah, we got the same blood. Yes, thank you to our great, great, great granddad for surviving or whatever on the prairie or wherever the hell he, you know, good job making it, you know, through Germany back in the 40s. I don't know where you came from. I hate you. That's how I feel about the Bears. Like, they're mine, and, and, and I came by them honestly, and it's sort of tribal. And they're still here, but man, they're dumb. I don't like them. Even they cannot screw this up. The only way you make a mistake here is by indecision. 
is by the cowardice of not doing anything. By thinking that you can bring in Bryce Young, which they're not going to do, by the way. The only reason I'm bringing it up is because if anybody could screw this up, if anyone on earth, it'd be the Chicago Bears. They have an easy decision. It is either Justin Fields or it is a quarterback for the Bears, whoever you draft at number one. If you don't want Fields, that person is Bryce Young. You've seen what Justin Fields is. I understand the concerns. I understand that the way that he plays football and his stature for a quarterback in the National Football League certainly lends itself to the possibility of injury. Granted, I don't think the percentage likelihood that's going to happen, and it's a real percentage, is markedly higher or even higher than the percentage that Bryce Young isn't going to work out. Quarterbacks who are drafted at the top of the draft don't always make it. I mean, hell, we're still trying to decide on Trevor Lawrence. Now, he did have Urban Meyer in dysfunction, but my point is it's not a guarantee. I understand that Justin Fields is not a typical QB and that if you are, you know, Matt Eberflus or anyone else who's got to operate a coaching staff utilizing a unique talent, you have to change your approach a little bit. You have to do the thing that's hardest because of the way that these guys are trained to do for football personnel. Coaches, GM, scouts, you have to change for a player instead of making a player change for you. But we just saw in the Philadelphia Eagles what can happen when, in Jalen Hurts, a quarterback who has a unique set of skills is given the time to develop the more typical quarterback skills and at the same time is allowed to utilize his athleticism and utilize his uniqueness to great success. Justin Fields can be a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Not in the way that Tom Brady or Peyton Manning or Patrick Mahomes or almost Joe Burrow is not there yet. Joe Burrow didn't do it, obviously, yet. But not in the way that those guys have or or can. But he can, if surrounded with enough talent, like Jalen Hurts, be incredibly successful. And how did the Eagles, who didn't win, they lost to Clark Hunt's, he's going to be on the show Wednesday, by the way, uh, Kansas City Chiefs. But how did the Eagles almost get it done? How did they dominate the NFC? Well, well, they had a unique quarterback, and they utilized his skill set. They also moved on from Carson Wentz for some draft picks and were able to utilize a lot of assets to make that roster in Philadelphia, remarkably, remarkably talent-filled on both sides of the football. They were able to add a top wide receiver. They were able to have probably the best defense in the National Football League. Almost certainly the best defense in the NFL. This is the model the Bears can follow, because it's not just about the quarterback. It's not just about Bryce Young and or Justin Fields. It's about the Bears having a quarterback that they've seen can be effective and being able to get so many picks that they can stuff that team with talent if they draft properly and utilize all those guys to surround Fields with and make a run. It's an easy, easy decision for the Bears. Off of Adam Schefter's news that they're open to trading the number one overall pick, it has to be that they will trade it and that there will be a stampede to the front door of the Bears' front office from a multitude of teams driving the price up to go get Bryce Young. If you build a better mousetrap, they'll beat a path to your door. Is the dumbest, I mean, I have a lot of expressions I don't like, or you could go to Target and buy a mousetrap there. But if you actually have the number one pick in an NFL draft in which there's a quarterback of renown and expectation to be great, and you don't need him, it is a once-in-a-maybe-generation opportunity. All the Bears have to do is not screw it up. Just send up the signal, send out the word, keep leaking stuff to Schefter. We're open to trading the number one overall pick, and I'm telling you the Texans, the Colts, the Raiders, the Falcons, the Panthers, and maybe some surprise teams 
are going to fall all over themselves to get that pick. And let me just say this again. Whoever the Bears would pick at one, they almost certainly can get a two because if they force the Texans to give a huge price so that the Colts or the Raiders or the Falcons or the Panthers or somebody else doesn't jump the Texans, they're going to get all those picks in the Texans' desperation. The Texans are going to take Bryce Young, and then guess what happens at number two? Where the Bears move to, plus other picks. You get whoever the hell you wanted. Even the Bears can't screw this up, I think. All right, 855-212-4CBS. Uh, that's the magic phone number. It's free. If you, if you go to your phone and you type in 855-212-4CBS, D-Cell is going to answer the phone. He's going to put you on the air. You can give us your take on uh, whether or not there's another outcome for the Bears here, whether you think they're dumb enough to, uh, to bring in two quarterbacks. I don't think they are, but again, history isn't on my side. So if you want to make that argument, eight five or any argument, 855-212-4CBS. I once went to Quinn Snyder's house after he um, got fired, and I thought his career was over at the University of Missouri. And... Um, it led to a series of interesting phone calls from Quinn himself over the years that I think offer some insight into why he's going to work in Atlanta. I'll tell you about that next here on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. I mean, that sounds so egregiously awful, what I just said. And every word is true, and I stand by all of them. I do hate him. I don't even know him. Maybe he's a great guy. He doesn't seem like a great guy, but he maybe is. People make assessments of me all the time from a distance. I'm like, what the hell? You don't even know me, man. Feel the same way about Jay Cutler. Once had a producer bump into him at a bar in Miami. My producer was really drunk. It must have been midnight West Coast time. What was that, 3 in the morning Miami? And he called me. He's like, I'm following Jay Cutler around trying to get an interview. I'm like, abort, bro. You Don't do it in my name. When at 3 in the morning on a Friday at a club. I think he did, though. I, think, I, don't, I don't think Jay Cutler loved it. I really like the hire that the Atlanta Hawks made for Quinn Snyder. And in large part, it's because I think Quinn has an ability that that is going to lend itself to success for Atlanta that goes beyond Trey Young. Trey Young's a, a problem. Trey Young is a diva. 
Trey Young, by every account that I've heard from people inside, multiple people, and outside that organization, is a talented cancer. Those things don't tend to work very well. Ask the Denver Broncos and Russell Wilson's secret office. It's not so secret. It's not a secret anymore. Thank you, The Athletic. I know the guy said that last week. And is wanting to get, I know it's not the topic we're talking now, but the GM who drafted him and the coach who was a father figure fired. Okay. See Kyrie Irving. I told you guys in the maps, who blew a 27-point lead to the Lakers last night. The Lakers. All right, I like the Lakers' new-look team, too, but they ain't the Bucks. They're not the Celtics. They're not the Suns when Durant comes back in a few days. Talented, cancerous losers are a problem. Ask the Clippers. 0-2 with Russell Westbrook. What a shock. It's amazing. That people think when they jump in the water, they're not going to get wet. What do you think's going to happen? The laws of physics are, don't apply to you? This is my cousin Vinny? The laws of physics not apply in your kitchen? I misquoted that. Talented cancers are a problem. And Trey Young is one of them. There's a lot of them in the world. And it makes sense to be a lot in sports. There's a ton of them in just jobs where people make fifty-five grand a year. There's certainly going to be out there where people make $55 million over the course of three or four years. Or two years or a year and a half, or a season. And Trey Young's one of those problems. But I think Quinn Snyder, who was hired over the weekend on a five-year deal by Landry Fields, who is the former Nick and now GM replaced Travis Schlank, who got shoved aside. And then Quinn's got a unique skill set that, that's going to help him. Look, the guy can coach. He is incredibly well-respected, and he wasn't there for a rebuild in Utah where he had a lot of success. And really, Danny Ainge, who runs basketball operations in Utah, as I understand it, you know, like Quinn, respected Quinn, wanted his own person. That, that always happens. Made sense that Quinn was going to be available. But, but the uniqueness of Quinn Snyder, I think, is an easy charm that somewhat masks a very cutthroat nature. And that's exactly what you need to properly manage Trey Young. There has to be an ability to connect and be charming, and if it doesn't work, to just move on from the guy. And I think that's exactly what's going to happen in Atlanta. When I was, um, actually I wasn't in college. When I was at the Kansas City Star, excuse me, I misspoke. Covered Quinn when he got hired, sort of. But when I was at the Kansas City Star after college, Quinn Snyder got fired at the University of Missouri. And Columbia, Missouri, where, where, where Mizzou is, where I, went to, where I went to college, about an hour and a half, two hours, as the crow might, crow might fly, from Kansas City. I drove to Columbia, got a crappy hotel and spent two days in the cold literally i know it sounds like i'm a crazy person there's the job knocking on quinn snyder's door like every two hours i got going to his beautiful house and like knocking on the door and i'm not gonna say i looked in the windows but i'm saying i might have walked you know knock on the back door couldn't get a hold of him left him a business card hey it's bill Ryder, can't see star i know you've been shamed and fired love to talk to you didn't get a hold of him for that story but about two months later or three months later I was at a bar in downtown Kansas City with my boss, of all people, who I did love. And the phone rang. I was like, God, get me out of this conversation. It was Quinn Snyder randomly calling me. I didn't know him. Just like, I mean, I knew him a little. Hey, Bill, it's Quinn. I would say Quinn Snyder called me out of the blue five times over a three-year period for no reason. And the thing that struck me was the remarkable and overwhelming charm of the guy. On the phone, didn't have a job. Can't remember where, maybe he ended up at Duke as an assistant again. And that has been the way that I have seen him and understood him since then. I, several years ago, several years being eight or nine years ago before he was in the NBA, an NBA power agent told me Quinn Snyder 
is going to be a star in the NBA as a coach. And at the time, Quinn was coaching in Russia, and I was incredulous. And I asked the guy, what are you talking about? And the guy said to me, well, on top of the fact he's a great— and he, I think it was his agent, so like you can take this with a grain of salt. He was on top of the fact that he's a great coach, and he's going to be amazing. He said there's an ability to connect with people and a charm. And I said, well, I've experienced that. And in Utah, when I would bump into Quinn in, in the course of my NBA duties, same thing. Don't underestimate the power of the ability to connect with people. Now, normally that's a front and center and what, politicians, or, or apparently Tom Cruise is the most charming person on earth. If you've read the game, I haven't. But the book about how to pick up ladies, there's a whole chapter about how Tom Cruise was a natural at nagging people as a negative NEG and charming people and whatever all that stuff is. Quinn Snyder has some of that. And it always matters, but it especially is going to matter with a truculent star in Trey Young who is frustrating and frustrated, whose teammates don't like him, who is talented, but he's not hitting the level of shots. I mean, you can literally look at his field goal percentage and three-point shooting percentage this year, who hasn't played as a teammate. What you have to do if you're the Atlanta Hawks is do everything in your power to connect with Trey Young, to try to make him work because he's talented, and let's be honest, you gave up Trey Young for, in effect, Luka Doncic, and then you have to cut bait if it doesn't work. And the difficulty for the Hawks in this hire and who they had to bring in was who is a good enough coach as an X's and O's person and has enough of a track record that he can command the respect of a locker room that can't stand Trey Young and still try to reach Trey and reintroduce him from a cultural perspective, from a chemistry perspective to that locker room and try to make it work and try to be winning, charming, likable, enough to connect with Trey Young, but if it doesn't work, you know you gave it your best shot and you move on from Trey. And that person is Quinn Snyder. That's why he's a great hire. He's a great hire. Steve Kerr is an amazing coach. But Steve Kerr, and look, he's not available. I'm just making an example. Obviously, Steve Kerr is the, the Warriors coach. Steve Kerr has a unique relationship with three or four or five future Hall of Famers who play on that Warriors team. Probably three at this point. Maybe it's four. That wouldn't work if you just plopped him in there. Greg Popovich is probably the best coach of all time. Greg Popovich and Trey Young would be like D-Cell and 500 strangers asking for directions. It's not going to be a good fit. You can go down the list of the best coaches in the NBA, and I, don't, I think many of them would be an automatic good hire not going to work with Trey Young. And maybe Trey Young works with nobody. That's where it's gotten. That's the concern that runs deep in Atlanta. But if anybody can make it work, let alone any of the people who are currently available, it's Quinn. That's why I think it's a great hire. And let me say this too. I don't want to pick on the guy, but Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert loathed each other. And that goes back to to COVID and Rudy Gobert, you know, coughing to the microphone and all the stuff that followed. They didn't like each other. They talked about it. Obviously, these are really good players. That Utah team was underwhelming and disappointing, certainly, in terms of what they did in those regular seasons and what they accomplished in the postseasons. But, so that's a knock on Quinn, he also kept together with his charm, with his personality, with his approach, those two guys for a lot longer than most people would have. We, we live in an NBA where when people don't want to be somewhere or hate their teammates, they just leave. If you're James Harden and you walk in and there's Kyrie burning incense, and you're just like, I'm out, you go somewhere else. I'm out, man, I can't do it. And so the fact Snyder kept those guys together and that team together, at least in the regular season, I think gives him a little bit of a roadmap. Whatever he did there, he can try to apply to one guy hating his team and his team certainly hating that one guy. I can't speak to whether Trey hates his team. I can tell you that his team does not like Trey Young. 
I really, really like the hire. And by the way, I, I don't have a lot of time for this. Diesel is all in on the Lakers now. This feels like when you're all in on the Cowboys. I think you're getting a little. If you missed this, the uh, the Lakers were down 27 yesterday against the Mavs, and uh, Kyrie Irving's on the Mavs. What a beautiful moment for LeBron! And the Lakers came back and won that game. And I got a note from from Tommy that was something along the lines of, "Lakers are going to win the whole thing." Okay, it didn't say that, but you're all in, Bill. I watched the entirety of this game. Second quarter, the Lakers are down by something. 48-21. to 21. The Mavericks are lighting it up. Absolutely lighting it up from downtown. The Lakers aren't playing a lick of defense. Jared Vanderbilt, the new-look Lakers, absolutely turned around this game. His hustle, his defense, his rebounding, getting in the passing lanes. Bill. Bill, these Lakers, I'm not saying they're a championship contender. You love them. I think, I think these Lakers, now LeBron had a little bit of a foot issue yesterday, was able to grind it out yesterday and stayed in the game. Anthony Davis looked dominant yesterday. Absolutely I mean, look, dominant. I'm with you. I, here's the thing. I, I always, yeah, I, when, when Anthony Davis can play and play at a high level, he he can be a top, he can be a top, man, five is a little strong. because how He can be a top five to ten player in the NBA. And he was at the early part of the year. I I just worry that he's going to get hurt because he's Humpty Dumpty, and I like Humpty Dumpty. I don't want him to, you know, fall off the wall and have all the King's men or Genie's men or whatever try to put it back together again. But that is kind of the way that it goes. And I worry about LeBron's ability to be durable, let alone in the postseason. And I'm not entirely sh- sure the additions they made. I think they make them better. I'm not sure they make them good enough. But on the other hand, Russell Westbrook is gone, and when you get rid of Westbrook in any incarnation you are mar- you are markedly better you just you could have just given him away for a snapple I like the strawberry kiwi ones I know there's a little too much sugar in them <laughs> give me a snapple for Russell Westbrook somebody can drink the snapple Lakers are better but you're right they got pieces in return I love D'Lo for them I-, I like that basketball team I just I don't know man I still think they're gonna I think they're gonna make the play in maybe and if they make the play in they're gonna get smoked by Memphis or Denver, unless Phoenix catches them. And then they're going to get absolutely humiliated on top of Smoked. Smoke's like losing four, right? Humiliated is like lose by 40 in two of the four. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of a preview of that. Uh, Lakers play the Grizzlies on Tuesday this week. Man, the Grizzlies The Grizzlies are so arrogant, though. I'm not sure. Like, I really like them, but they're kind of getting on my nerves a little bit. We've talked about this narrative all season long that the Memphis Grizzlies have turned into the most hated team in the NBA. I wasn't there yet. I think I'm there now. I think I'm there in a bad way. Like, I'm not rooting for the villain in this situation. Like, I just don't like the Memphis Grizzlies right now. They're not very likable. They're starting to play kind of dirty a little bit, or maybe they always have more pain, more attention. Ja and the antics of his, really his family, right? Not not Ja. But they are, they're in the middle of the country, which is where I'm from. I'm not from Memphis. I'm from the Midwest. But still, like, they're in a place that, Tends not to have success in the NBA unless you have you know Tim Duncan there for 20 years. That part of the country, they're young. They play defense. They play as a team. I just were, wish they weren't a bunch of arrogant. I mean, they're so arrogant. They haven't done anything yet. And it happens so fast. Just like you said, they haven't done anything yet. They went from the up-and-coming team to the villain in a snap. Yeah. I think I like it, even if I don't like them. Right? I think, I think it's like rooting for Tony Soprano. You know... That it's a bad guy, but you're kind of like I respect, I respect what you're about. All right, 
Let's um, I, I I've been putting this off. I don't know, put this off. I mean, on vacation. I've only done two segments, but I, Alabama basketball is a moral farce, and Nate Oates has permanently for me soiled his reputation. And if you miss this, the saga continues. There is a there is a, a young woman who is who has been killed. There is a connection we can walk you through again to allegedly very clear one to, to the basketball program and a former player. And there is in, in Brandon Miller who is the third best prospect in America, fourth best in terms of like in this upcoming draft where he's likely to go, who is connected to these allegations in a way that is troubling. And what did he do over the weekend? He played, and they did a mock pat-down of him. Now, there's some context to that because it's happened before, but it doesn't matter. It is a reminder of how morally bankrupt Alabama basketball is, and we're going to get into that here on the show after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Greg Caserta. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. How's that imaging coming? Are we, is it ready? Uh, we are efforting, as we like to say, in the oh. radio business. <laughs> I love the efforting term. Uh, Bill Ryder with you, 855-212-4CBS, Twitter, Sports Writer, Sports R-E-I-T-E-R. Here's the thing about me. You can like it or not like it. There is right and wrong in the world. There are things that, that matter more than sports or other, and I say this as someone who loves sports and does them for a, talks about them for a living, something more important than the frivolities of the universe, including who wins this basketball game or not. And I understand for Nate Oates in Alabama, Brandon Miller is not a frivolity. He is the key to making a bunch of money and making a deep run and a huge recruit and a young man before this story, and unfortunately probably after, who's going to be drafted somewhere in the top three or four or five in the NBA draft this summer and who may very well go on to wealth and riches and tons of money and everybody wants to get their claws in and get their piece of the gold from that young player, including Nate Oates. But shame on every single one of them and shame on Alabama for letting this guy play. What a travesty. Some things matter more than the frivolities of sports, even if you engage in those frivolities in a way that make you a whole bunch of money. And look, I'm a person who makes his living Support my wife and kids, all, all of those things in the sports business. Talking about them, not doing them. I understand that you need to perform and do your work, but come on. Give me a break. Now, here's the catch-up. I know the guys talked about it last week when I was gone, but a young woman was shot and killed, a 23-year-old, in Tuscaloosa. And the allegation is there's allegedly by former Alabama basketball player Darius Miles, who's no longer part of the team. Okay, how does this apply to the current program? By the way, that's bad enough. How does this apply to Brandon Miller, who is one of the most important, talented, well-regarded players in college basketball? 
Well, according to Tuscaloosa officials, police officials, Miles asked Brandon Miller, his buddy, to bring his gun. You probably saw this. And that Brandon Miller complied, is the allegation. Now, Brandon Miller's attorney is saying he didn't know it was in the car. He didn't know. He drove over. The car was in a... But whatever. What did occur, according to police officials, is that shortly after Brandon Miller arrived in his vehicle, and shortly after Darius Miles allegedly then retrieved the gun that he supposedly asked Brandon Miller to bring him, a young woman was dead. That's not a dispute. And Alabama made the decision, after all of this, after the connection, again, Brandon Miller alleged to have brought the gun that led to the death shooting of a young woman. And the big headlines last week where we can't charge someone, we just can't charge him for passing on the gun. But that doesn't mean Alabama has to play him. Think about the signal that Nate Oates, the head coach, has sent to his players and his future recruits and, his, and, and, and Brandon Miller. The signal is nothing matters, not even the life of a young person, if you're good enough at basketball. And I can hear Alabama fans, right? And this would be true of you, probably, if you were a, you know, if this were talking about your team. I get it. Well, what are you supposed to do? Punish the guy? Yes. Yes, someone is dead. You punish the guy. We should know enough of human as human beings that you shouldn't be taking a, a gun from one person to another person. We should know enough to be like, why do you want a gun, bro? We should know enough to know that that's not a good idea. Now, I know that Brandon Miller's attorney saying he didn't know the gun was there. But even if that's true, you still, and I, you know, that, that, that is not necessarily what is, what is believed by the people doing the investigation. You still transported the weapon that killed someone. So it's ugly enough for me that the, the guy plays and is playing basketball right now. He should be suspended. Give me a break. But there's a, serif, there's, a, there's a pregame ritual he does where he walks out, and I think it's a walk-on who pats him down, like patting down a gun. And that happened over the weekend. Are you kidding me? What a disconnect. What an incredible reminder that Brandon Miller has been told you're not going to face consequences. And forget legal, right? Although that matters if there's a legal case, which apparently there isn't. Or even forget basketball consequences, which I think should matter. But who are we kidding? Nate Oates has made the has clearly signaled, as have the folks in charge of the University of Alabama. They don't care about right and wrong. But think about what it says just on a moral level to Brandon Miller, that he can get away with anything or be attached to anything or be accused of anything or just be, right, if his attorney's correct, connected accidentally to something this hideous. And he doesn't even have to care. Because if you cared, if you gave a damn about the person who had died, if you understood the gravity of this thing, and that gravity was stronger than your basketball skill, at least in the world around you. And those physics, unfortunately, are defined by children posing as adults like Nate Oates and that program. You wouldn't walk out and do a pat-down ceremony after the game or, or before the game. Are you kidding me? We're going to do a pretend do you have a gun thing? I don't care if it happened every game he's played his entire life. You don't do it in the game that precedes a young woman being dead, and at a minimum, you being present for that, or at least having been there mere moments later that this young woman is shot and killed. So now I'm going to play a Nate Oates. It's going to piss me off just hearing it again, but I'm just going to play it for you. Nate Oates should come out and apologize and say, we're sorry, and this isn't right, and we screwed up. And, you know, Nate Oates really should say, I need to do a better job. No, no, what you're going to, he's going to say maybe the right words. I talked to Brandon Miller. Anyway, you know what? Here is the head coach 
the supposed leader, the supposed adult in the room, Nate Oates, head coach of Alabama basketball, talking about Brandon Miller's pat-down pregame ritual that continued again in the wake of the death of a young woman and that death being connected to Alabama basketball. Here's Nate Oates putting money and hoops and what's right in front of the obvious. It was brought to my attention after the game about our pregame introductions. I think that's something that's been going on all year. I don't really know. I'm not. I don't watch our introductions. I'm not involved with them. I'm drawing up plays during that time. Regardless, it's not appropriate. It's been addressed, and I can assure you it definitely will not happen again the remainder of this year. Yeah, it's great to hear a coach whose program is embroiled in a murder controversy talk about how little he's aware of things and doesn't know things, and I'm not paying attention to things, and I'm drawing up plays. Why don't you draw a play somewhere else, like a different university? Are you kidding me right now? Like, I get it. I get it. The, the kid can play. The kid can hoop. I get it. And I, I'm not naive. I cover college basketball. I know these kind of recruits are game changers for coaches like Nato's. Right? Make a run, not get fired, get to keep your job. Sometimes having human decency is not easy to do, right? Sometimes, unfortunately, the obvious right thing is the hard thing. And while I've never faced, ever in my entire life, something like this, I, I, I promise you, I'm not being an entirely hypocritical. I've had moments in my career. There's one guy that made a bunch of stuff up at a place I once worked. And I had a boss tell me, if, if you tell the truth to the, because the, they did a little internal thing, I'll destroy you, and I'll destroy your wife's career. And I told the truth anyway. And he kind of did destroy my career for a while. That sucked. <laughs> Can't believe I got here. My point is, not the same thing. Didn't involve murder. I get it. But having been faced with stark choices where it's obvious what was right, and it was obvious doing the right thing was going to have consequences, I did the right thing. Now maybe, you know, maybe I wouldn't today. I like to think that I would. I think I would. This isn't hard if you're Nate Oates in Alabama. You don't play Brandon Miller. You do your own internal investigation, an honest one, if you care about what's right and wrong, and you figure out not what can be proved in a court of law, not what Brandon Miller's attorney is saying to the district attorney and the police in Tuscaloosa, you figure out what in the hell happened. Lowers threshold, by the way. Because you're not trying to put the guy in prison. Higher threshold if, you're trying to, if the government's trying to take away your freedom and put you in prison. And if this young man was involved in the murder of a young woman, he doesn't play for you. This doesn't seem like rocket science. Shouldn't be something that we argue about. Shouldn't be debatable. You're innocent to proven guilty. Yeah, in a court of law. In a court of law. If I walk into my office in New York, radio office, and I open palm slap someone, I promise you I'm going to be fired before the police get around to the due diligence that would be required to prosecute me. It's a different thing. The standard is different. Or if I punch somebody in the face, which I should be fired. If I'm, if I'm involved in the murder of some, are we, are we allegedly, are we kidding ourselves here? Alabama is morally bankrupt as a basketball program, as an athletic department. I don't have kids who are athletic enough to play this level of sports, but if I did, I wouldn't let them any, anywhere near Nate Oates or that school. And neither should you if you do have kids athletic enough to do that. By the way, if you're, if you're Nick Saban, what a, what a stain. Nick Saban runs, a, as far as we know, a clean program. This goes beyond just the basketball program. This is an indictment on the athletic department and their lack of any kind of moral fiber. Shame on those guys. Nate Oates ever wants to come on this show again? He did it back in the day when he was, I think, at Buffalo. We're going to have a pretty difficult conversation. He won't come on, though, because he's a moral coward. 
clearly. Awful. I mean, this stuff happens every few years where some story just reminds us how many people, supposed adults, supposed leaders of young men and women, depending on the, whether it's men's or women's sports, put their own selfish ambition in front of the obvious of what's right and wrong. If NATOs can't get this right, how do we expect them to get things right in the margins? And this isn't even a close call. What a joke. All right, let's move on. Let's talk to an actual human being with uh, an understanding of right and wrong. Uh, Joe Theismann. Long-time former quarterback, our buddy. He wants to talk for an hour. I don't think we can do that. But we got 15 good minutes with Joe, and we're going to give it to you. Talking NFL quarterback drama next here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 